Welcome back to episode 21 of the Ace Strings Podcast. So we're all here. Adam's here, Andrew's here, Tom's here. Hello. Hello. We were in a different location. Not as exotic as we uh, had planned. <laughs> different view. We're out the back. Storeroom two. Smells in here. It, and we've only just started. <laughs> Rich cardboard. It's, uh, as you know, we record the podcast a couple of days in advance of us releasing it. And it's the hottest day of the year so far, I think. Is it? I think so. It feels it. Well, yeah. 29 degrees, I think. And the the front room, because the glass, uh, the sun shines on the glass all day, by this time of day, it just becomes unbearable. Yeah. Not as unbearable as the tanning salon next door. Oh, I can't which even imagine. Which is absolutely, it, it's inhumane. The, the, uh, the working st- um, conditions of the, the guys that work there, the girls that work there. It's hot anyway. Mm. In the coldest part of winter, we might make an excuse to go in there to ask a question just to warm up a little bit to defrost. This time of year, it is unreal. No word of light. It's got to be plus 40 degrees. It's unbelievable. Centigrade. Centigrade. Anyway, that's the weather we've been done with. Can't have a British podcast without that. No. Four weeks away. And quite a lot's happened. Yeah. Yeah, we've had a few sort of few bits happening. There's the been shop. some good times, there's been some bad. It's been the downright strange. So should we go chronological? Chronological? Should we go chronological? I um I can't even remember what happened when and in what so, order. Um so the last time we I think we were expecting a lot of stock last time we uh, did a podcast we were waiting for the JHS and the PRS bits, all of which have arrived. Yeah. And I don't think we'd had the Vinteras by then either. No, I don't think so. I don't think we were even allowed to talk about them at that point. Really? I think it was the embargo thing. It would have been good to have done a little bit of homework before starting the podcast to <laughs> to save all this you know, dead air. Um, so the Vinteras come through. Yes. Absolutely stunning guitars. Mm-hmm. We seem to be having a little bit of an issue with regards to quality control coming through, with the, not with regards to the setup or the actual quality of the instruments, but the fact that we keep getting bashed guitars through. We do. We are getting so quite a few bits the of The two guitars I have been absolutely kind of... They were the ones I was looking forward to. Yeah. You know, the others, 50s, 60s strats. You know, mm-hmm. There's always 50s and 60s strats. On the initial order, the ones I was looking forward to was the 70s Deluxe Telecaster. Yes. And the... Uh, in uh, It was like a vintage blonde or yeah. like an aged yeah. blonde, something like that. Um. And the other one that I was dead look, um, excited to see was the Ice Blue Metallic Jazzmaster. Yes. And they both come through, and they're both absolutely stunning, but the uh, the Telecaster must have been dropped from a good height mm. for the kind of crunch that we had in the bottom of this. No mark on the box whatsoever, Yeah, which says to me it must have happened in the factory. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing, guys? You know, Why are we getting things like this through? Yeah. yeah. So that was the one... I generally what happens is if there's a blemish or a mark on the guitar, uh, Fender they're the best with regards to this stuff because you know they've got they deal on such a high volume that they got processes in place. So you know, with other people, it's a little bit of a mission sometimes with regards to are you sure you didn't do it? You know, a little bit of um, don't the word. Maybe a little bit of distrust from their point yeah. of view. Fender are just too big to waste their, their time with this stuff. So uh, we called through, we sent through a picture of the serial number, we sent through a picture of the guitar, and we say, you know, you're right like this, or pickups aren't working, or machine head is bust, whatever. Yeah. You know, we give an explanation. And they'll come back, and depending on the damage, they'll say, right, you can either send it back, and we'll send you a replacement, or we'll offer you... 10% off or whatever down to all down to the the um, extent of the damage yeah and as I said this Telecaster had a fit it had been dropped somewhere along the, the dam- way it was very very bad the damage yeah and so I went back and said this has happened and they said okay we'll give you 10% off I said well, 
it's worse than a 10% kind of drop, you know. In my mind, it was a 50% drop. You know, it, yeah. it was, you couldn't sell it as new. Whoever was going to buy it was buying it knowing that it had been, it had an impact. And who knows how would react. You know, everything's different. There yeah. might be a split going through. I, I think there's too many factors to consider to make it a 10% yeah. thing. I said, listen, if there's a good enough deal in it, I'll buy it for myself. You know, if it was a good yeah. enough deal. And um, they come back and said, no. So they had it back, you know. And when you think of the the cost it was to send from the Netherlands to us, from us to back to them for them to sell a 10% off on the bumped and bash list kind of thing, you just think, oh, what a waste. Yeah. So anyway, just as well, because I can't afford another guitar. But um, we had we were waiting for the offsets to come through because I think they, we, yeah, they weren't released at the same time as the... They were announced at the same time as the others, but they obviously wanted to cover Strats and Tellies first. Yeah. And the beautiful Ice Blue Metallic Jazzmaster come through, and on the top, again, it's had a crunch, hasn't it? You know, not quite as bad as the... Not as bad, but it's definitely a, a bad knock. Yeah. So... Um, they offer ten percent, and got a customer who's interested in it. And you know, if there was going to be a bit of a deal on it, he'd be that much more interested. He makes his own; he's put his own kind of parts casters together and stuff. And right. um, he likes his grungy kind of relic looking stuff. So it absolutely suits him. Done the ground. I've offered him the ten percent, and he's good to go. So sweet. So that's gone. Um, so Vinteras, really, really like them. Yeah. I like the name. A little bit concerned with regards to. Who's packing the things? Yeah, but um, <laughs> but old sweaty hands. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what it is. Yeah, it's too hot. So we had a humongous PRS delivery to the point where before we had the PRS event, which happened this weekend, just gone, which yeah. we'll talk about. I think we've got the most PRS guitars in than we've ever had. Yeah, yeah, we have definitely concentrating on SEs really because. They're the ones that move for us. Yeah. You know, we've got a business store and not a, a gallery, you know. Yeah. So it's uh, as nice as it is having, you know, top end instruments here, you know, in the business of trying to turn over instruments. And um, I think that these things, are, it's like with the Fender thing, you support it from the bottom up. If you do the, you do the affordable things well, yeah. well, then, you know, when somebody sees a tastier guitar, well, you know, they got the confidence and, in the brand and they kind of edge that way yeah so um, yeah we've got loads of SE standards SE customs we've got the Paul's guitars in very very good you like those don't you yeah we did a video for them very very good yeah we've done a few videos and we've done obviously the Ventura videos so what we do we did three or four Ventura videos three three yeah, yeah. and the Paul's guitar and they went well because we we did them as soon as early days yeah. wasn't it yeah yeah uh, what are we up to? YouTube subscribers wise. But um, just under three and a half? Yeah, just under, yeah. Yeah, three and a half thousand. And looking at you know, the amount of increase within the last six months or so, you know, it seems to be speeding up a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. It seems to be that Instagram's doing the same as well. Yeah. I think the way obviously we're doing things we sort of, you know, we change things up now and again, but you know, um, different hashtags, different. We, we, you know, we're tagging the companies in the pictures, little things like that, just to help. Mm. Um, seems uh, to have gained a lot of traction in the last, I'd say, couple of weeks as well. Yeah. And what's Facebook on? What? Facebook is gone again. Tell the people, and picture the scene. It's um, five a.m. Yeah, and little Tommy Chandler's in his bundies, uh, looking on his phone. I don't know. How come you up that early? Oh, you were back in Brackle, weren't you? So it's Tom's week off. Yeah. Yeah, it's couldn't sleep mm. on my phone. And you went on our Facebook page or? Uh, no, I think yeah. we had a notification. No, uh, yeah, I think we had a notification. Right. Basically saying we've suspended your page. And uh, the reason was is that they had a. Uh, they detected that our page was very, very similar to one that they took down three or four months earlier. Our page. So we obviously kind of went a little bit mental in the first um, 72 hours or so. Um, 
and got in touch with Facebook again uh, via the same way, um, uh, means that we did before, method we did before. And again, they changed their mind and said that we're attracted, uh, that we're being misleading in the way that we're attracting followers and likes to our page. So I'm not going to go through no. the entire thing again. It, it's too challenging on me mentally now i can't keep repeating myself it is the no. most frustrating annoying thing uh, so we've been uh, as of today which is uh tuesday the 23rd of july we've mm. been off for a week and a half it was a week last friday yeah uh i went to see our local mp owen smith uh on friday and he you know, he was kind of in a rush. It was one of these um, surgeries that they put, they're obliged to put on every month or whatever. Right. Uh, told him the problem. Apparently, somebody who used to work for him, uh, one of his very good friends, is now either the head of Facebook UK or PR of Facebook UK. And he said he was going to look into it and let us know. It's t- that was Friday afternoon, and it's Tuesday now. Uh, I haven't heard anything back from him. Um, I, I tweeted yesterday to say thank you to Owen Smith MP for giving us his time at short notice. Hopefully, you know, just trying to get him to kind of, of yeah. G him up a little bit. Um, yeah, so I haven't heard anything from him. I've got another guy who um, recommended to me via a friend who uh, has got a digital marketing uh, company, a big one apparently in the UK. Um, coincidentally enough, we got mutual friends. One of which, Andy from Barnes and Mullins. He knows Andy okay. Lewis very well. Um, I was put in touch with him via a friend that I, um, I've known since I was little. Um, she works in the film industry. So there's uh, it, this guy, I think, deals with her. So, you know, his, his, his level of kind of um, business with Facebook, I think, is quite high. Okay. But his best mate is. Um, works in California for Facebook and he has like Zuckerberg on speed dial, I think. So he's asking him if he can, you know, try and find out what's going on. Um, Facebook have changed their policy recently whereby an employee of Facebook isn't given any added kind of benefit with regards to situations like this than the general public, which, you know, given how, you know, little they've really helped us along the way yeah um you know it, they're not giving employees any kind of um benefits to access either but well at that what uh, at that point the worrying thing is there's there's nothing we can zero do. human element involved whatsoever then mm. yeah uh what what he's saying is that um his friend should have the the sway to be able to you know get some um get, get something done but in the worst case scenario, and he can't do anything because of policy or whatever, he's doing his best to get somebody who can talk about it to actually call us directly to um, to deal with it. Right, okay. So it's positive that we got a couple of avenues open. Yeah. It's yet another colossal waste of time, energy, and uh, brain power. Yeah. It's not much of it to begin with, you know, but at the end of like a an episode like this, it really does kind of um, frazzle you out. Yeah. So we're having to, you know, we said it before and, you know, Instagram is doing better. You know, I, I wouldn't say it's flourishing as much as we can't seem to attract the same amount of interest and attention. Well, maybe per post we're attracting the individual likes in a higher ratio to what we would with Facebook. But just getting people following us seems to be a bit more of a task to try and attract that. So we need to perfect yeah. that, I think. Yeah, I think Instagram is very much... Everyone that's on Instagram generally has the goal of attracting people. And they're yeah. only on there to attract people. Exactly. And else is to attract people. And, yeah. um, you know, I've, I've spoken to Fender. I've, um, I've spoken to, um, to Diary. Quite a few people just to ask, have you got any contacts? You know, obviously, they've got much higher budgets than we have. And, you know, they might have access to an account manager. They said, listen, Instagram's where it's at now. And, you know, that's all well and good. But I know for a fact that people like like me, like my parents, like a lot of my friends, um, find Facebook the most 
intuitive and uh, uh, intuitive platform to kind of check and yeah. all the people that I decide that I want to kind of keep on top of I will um, I'll open my Facebook app and yeah. do it that way I just don't frequent Instagram mm. in the same way yeah but um, yeah we're finding that we need to diversify again you know we, we yeah. need to kind of concentrate on the other platforms and I think go to basics a bit back to basics in as much as you know there's got to be a way of existing and being in people's minds um, without Facebook yeah which is why I've written a jingle for our telephone number <laughs> So just just for the record, that was Andrew start to finish. All those voices, all the instruments, everything. I wrote it. All you. You wrote it? Wrote the theme thing. Sung the theme thing. I just think it'd be good for people to know our telephone number. Local, ra- I, I local radio? the fact that... Local radio? Well, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Forget the fact that a phone, you don't need to know numbers anymore because phones kind of store names. That's irrelevant. If you're singing that all day. Exactly. Back in March, we were meant to have had a PRS event. Yes. And we... Well, we had to cancel it because we were in this situation back then. Mm-hmm. With but, Facebook, yeah. Um, when we say cancel it, we had a date in the uh, in the diary with Jez from yeah. PRS, but uh, which was the thirty first of March. We went down first time with Facebook twentieth of February or so. Right. Okay. So we hadn't got to the point of promoting it yet. When we promote, uh, when we got an event that's going to happen, we generally seeped out to customers. You know, a good couple of months beforehand, and then you know, uh, three weeks before the event, we'll just go, we'll hammer it on Facebook, on yeah. Instagram, all the rest, and we'll do the promotions right there. Do promoted events, so you know, we'll um, put some money behind it to appear to people who like PRS in a certain region with you know these interests and all the rest. Of it. Um, so we didn't get that far last no. time, so we cancelled it, and uh, so we re scheduled it for the weekend just gone which was the 19th, 19th. and 20th yeah. which coincidentally enough um would have been would have coincided with our with the third anniversary of uh, opening up this section our of our electric shop. side yeah so um yeah we we started promoting it and all the rest of it then facebook took us down but they took us down a week before the event and we'd also um, decided to do a Dadaria restring event as well. So um, John and Adam at Dadaria, um, you know, we've got a really good relationship with those guys. They We organised this back in, I think it was even last year, maybe November, December last year, Adam saying, right, I'm filling up my diary because he is literally on the road just promoting Dadaria Planet Waves from you know, all week, you know, he spends very little time in the office, he's all over the place doing this. And so we booked this in, and we thought it'd be, you know, there's no kind of clash really between Dario and, and PRS. Well, there wasn't until PRS announced that they've got their own brand of strings that they've... Uh, yeah, strings, strings and cables, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this was organised before that, so we had like a bit of a showcase weekend, Yeah, I think we called it, and, um, yeah, we couldn't cancel because too many people had known about it and they were planning on coming along. But, you know, the the golden thing is that, you know, the week before, which is where people remember about these things and where we um, we seem to, you know, if we if X amount are guaranteed to come, generally three times as many will turn up because of the promotion we do, you know, the five, six days beforehand. Yeah. And we weren't able to do that. So, numbers-wise, the Friday night... Um, it wasn't poor, but it wasn't anywhere near the, like the amount of people that we have had through in events in the past. That's right, yeah. And but that's quality, not quantity. The people who did come along were absolutely. And I'd say we still had a good forty or fifty people come through. You know, through over the, the course night, yeah, of the yeah. evening. You know, which you know, 
isn't bad really mm. you know um we shifted a few pieces the saturday then was it was busy absolutely bananas saturday. yeah and i think we i think it was a busy shop it was a busy saturday regardless of yeah so it was that on top of on top of that we had some amazing pieces and i think what we're going to do for the feature kind of segment we're going to have a look at um just the extreme kind of example yeah. of um, one of the things that Jez brought along. So, if they're listening, thank you very much to Adam at the Diary and, and Jez from PRS. It was um, really good to have them along, and the customers really, really enjoyed themselves. I think I made rice crispy cakes and flapjacks, which were brilliant. I had lots. Adam had Adam had basically the entire flapjack, hey. more or less. One of the best gigs I've been to in ages. Mannix played Cardiff Castle mm-hmm. on the 29th of June. Yes. And I love the band so much. You always get nervous for them in the run-up to these things because, you know, it's a big venue, Cardiff mm-hmm. Castle, and you want, them to, you want them to fill out, you want them to own it. And they, it was brilliant. We had a call during the day. Um, I had a call from a mate of mine who I've known since I was little. And um, actually, Steve, who I mentioned earlier, oh, okay. um, he knew him very well as well, a guy called Michael Cox, who I was in a band with. And Mike now, he drives artists in like a tour bus all around Europe. Yeah. And he was with Niall Rogers in the Netherlands. And um, he uh, he WhatsApped me and said, um, "Is um, I think Niall Rogers had said that um, a band that he knew and liked were playing Cardiff and they had a, a big issue in as much as their keyboard just packed in. Right. And do I know anybody who could help? And I said, what keyboard is it? So um, he gave them my details and uh, at some point in the afternoon, remember two, three o'clock or whatever, um, I had a call from one of the guys and basically the keyboard they had was a Korg Triton, but one of the, the big ones. Mm. I've... Just pure coincidence, I've got a Korg Triton keyboard of my own. Slightly smaller version. I think it's, was it, 73 keys or yeah, 61 so. key? Might be a 61, yeah. As opposed to their 88. Mm. But they had all the sounds on there that they needed. And Brilliant. So they said, can we borrow the um, can we borrow the keyboard for the gig? And I said, absolutely. So um drove in and uh, met them, uh, met the roadie beforehand to give them the, the keyboard and you know the um, setup and everything. Um, went to the gig in the evening and uh, met up with a few friends that, that were there. And um, Sunflower Beam, the the band Beam or Bean, I think Sunflower Bean actually. Yeah. But um, th- they were playing, and they're a New York kind of post punk kind of right. band. Really, really enjoyable to watch. And um, they started it, the keyboardist just kind of picked up the keyboard and you know it's it's quite a heavy keyboard it's yeah. not, nothing like but he's playing it and he's playing like a guitar kind of thing which uh, I'm glad when I picked it up I'd seen that you know there wasn't any kind of uh, damage to the thing but he, he was really kind of going for it and they mentioned in the gig uh, to everybody um, big shout out to A-Strings for helping us out you've really saved the gig and all that kind of thing and it's um, yeah and at that point there was about I had about eight or ten text messages from different <laughs> yeah. people in the gig there? saying, "You just got a shout out on," yeah, yeah. and yeah, it was weird. It had a real, it was a real kind of um, buzz to it. Really. Mm. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, and that added on to the James Assure Golds as well. Yes, uh, James picked up. Um, I didn't see him, but you did that. Yeah, did you? So drop, yeah. Barnes and Mullins really, um, you know, they're made up of the fact that James is using a Sure Gold, mm. as we are, because yeah. you know we did the introduction kind of thing. Yeah, um, they. Um, sent down a couple of um, uh, Shergolds, uh, the new provocateur uh, models, and um, they give us one to give to to James. And uh, he's uh, he picked it up from you on the Monday before the gig. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was the Monday after the Bon Jovi thing. Yeah, I, I spoke to you. Um, I think later in the day or the day after, and apparently you said, oh, "Are you any gigs coming up this weekend?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're there. So yeah, we're there. Small talking just with this guitar. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's great." He's like, oh, so have you got any gigs coming up? Bear in mind, he's just driven back from the Bon Jovi gig. Wembley. Supporting Bon Jovi. Yeah, a, a series of... Uh, and then he's gigs. got Cardiff Castle in the night, and I'm like, I'm not going to swear, but I was like, <laughs> get out. <laughs> yes, I have. I'm in this working club this the day. The Rosen Crowd. Yeah, in the... I'm in this pub the other yeah. day. 
Enjoy Cardiff Castle. Yeah. But no. It was nice. It was nice to ask, wasn't it? Yeah. You gave me um some advice with the guards to Yeah, 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 yeah. Singing. Yeah. <laughs> Give up. <laughs> Don't bother. No, you um, swapped some tips and stuff and um yeah. but yeah, yeah, he sent um a text in and he absolutely loves the the new Shergle as well. Cool. That's um, good. I think that he's one of these people he needs to live with the guitar for a while before he's got the confidence to take it out. Yeah. So he's using the um masquerader, masquerader. Uh, at the end of every gig, you know, so the big numbers that come at the end, you know, you're designed for life and all that kind of thing. Mm. He's using that for that. And That's it's cool. um yeah, again some massive exposure. But he took a really nice photograph. Um uh, he promised us a photograph to be able to send to Shergold, you know, showing him playing the guitar and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's it's nice having some kind of uh involvement in yeah, you know, something major like that, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Anything else to report? I guess there's general news out there. Gibson lost a court case, didn't they, today? It was rebuffed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. They seem to have, I, I haven't sort of done the digging, but they seem to have um, enlisted the sort of cooperation of these three or four boutique guitar range, and they've allowed them to use trademark licenses for their main shapes. Okay. So I don't know what, what these, com- these companies may be doing like their versions of but they're oh, allowed right. to use their shapes which is weird yeah it, but yeah it was completely rebuffed from uh, well it, the from thing I saw today was about the flying V shape mm-hmm. is that what you're regarding it was the it was them suing Dean wasn't it yeah no this is something one. different so they oh, were okay. also suing um, the German guys Warwick <laughs> okay uh, it's been uh it's been going on for ages, apparently, and like this is like the third attempt, you know, like yeah. appeals and all this kind of thing. And the European um, court said, no, "There's loads of people using. There's loads of people who are using the flying V as a shape. So, mm. yeah, you, you might have done it first, but you know, it's you know, I think they actually provided pictures of famous artists from all around the world using flying Vs that weren't Gibsons, and it's yeah, yeah." Yeah, I think when we mentioned about it in the last sort of segment of, of podcasts and the after that I'd read that these whole these whole sort of proceedings had started before the kind of take, before takeover the, yeah. of this. Yeah. And you know, I guess when you look at something and you see how much money has been spent into it, you can't just you know you can't just give up on it, can you? Mm. You gotta see it through. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe we've gotten the most important stock arrival of the lot. Yeah. The A-Strings T-shirt. Should have a jingle of its own. Mm. Leave, leave with me. Do give, it. Me a, give me a week. Two weeks, Max. So we had two designs through. The indigo blue and the graphite heather. In all sizes. Available online and in store. And they're very, very nice. Uh, Sorry, I'm just riffing. He's writing. Yeah. He's writing. He's in the zone. So they're all here. They are available. We got <laughs> so we got um, two colours available, and we and then I think we're looking at a th- another couple now. Cool. Sounds good. We, we've been asked. We thought we'd stay away from black because black just seems obvious. It's obvious. It? But people really want black. Mm-hmm. So we saw. Uh, I think we've um, got through quite a lot of the. Stock, haven't we? Yeah, there's a lot. Of greys are flying. Really? Greys are flying out, yeah. I prefer the blue. Do you? Yeah. It's interesting. Mm. Or you Suit prefer- your eyes. It does. Mm. I prefer... I don't know. I like them both. Black, like your heart. It would be black. <laughs> yeah. Are we thinking of doing uh, anything for autumn, winter? The hoodies. autumn winter collection. The autumn winter <laughs> collection. Are we doing that? <laughs> yeah, we should do, shouldn't we? Hooded, like embroidered, or yeah, uh, or printed, printed, like the Marshall ones. Yeah, yeah, nice. Mm. Yeah, they'd be cool. Mm. But it's also given us a fresh uniform look because yeah. up until now we've been. I bought the polo t-shirts for us all three years ago. I was damned if I was gonna. <laughs> We were going to get our um, good wear out of them. Yeah. We all had five each. So, you know, I. We had five each? Yeah. Did we? 
Look at that. They are starting to lose their shape a bit now, aren't they? So. What? <laughs> There's such a problem. Why did anybody say it? No, no, like no. Six Do you think we should have like staff or something on them? Because like, when everyone's coming in with their T-shirts, and it's just a shop full of people with A-strings T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. You know, the... Doesn't mean you can hide amongst them. <laughs> It'd probably be cheaper to have customer on them. <laughs> so <that we> can... <laughs> mm. <laughs> because uh, you get those done in bulk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah we could have a little badge what do you call them uh, PMT have crew on the back don't they is that yeah I don't think their t-shirts or shirts or whatever they are would be as, as I never understood the rat thing I don't under, I don't know no because hmm. they got a rat on the logo yeah it's the they? logo yeah yeah I don't know yeah yeah these there's not a good connotation with a rat. No. Or PMT as a <laughs> as a acronym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that maybe they signed their uh, trademark license a bit quick, didn't they? <laughs> Copyright the name. <laughs> oh, no. What have we done? <laughs> um, Moving on. But yeah, merch available. Yeah. Yeah, flying out. There'll be hats soon. Frisbees. Biscuits. What, A-strings biscuits? We've done them. Yeah. Yeah. Catch up. They're flying out like... <laughs> like warm, thoroughly warmed cakes. Warm baked goods. <laughs> <laughs> flying off the shelves, they were. Um, okay. Just in case anyone is listening, we do not sell food that's prepared or made by us in the shop. No. Because that's a whole yeah. road we don't want to go down. We're going to, you two, us two, are going off on an adventure tonight. <laughs> Castle Cork. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> um, you're going up to Leeds. See you later, Dad. Yeah, we are. For a carvery. <laughs> Popping up for a carvery. Um, four you, hours, carvery. Back four hours. You're going to JHS HQ in Garforth, mm-hmm. near Leeds. In Leeds, rather. It's an impressive place. Is it? It's big. Yeah. You know, they've got a warehouse that runs all night. Really? 24 hours job? Wow. Um, Yeah, they're sending things out constantly. And, you know, they've got showrooms. I went up there about 10 years ago, I think it was. But they've got showrooms. They've got, um, you know, it's just a big, you know, it's a big professional kind of outfit up there. And there's a lot of new... Uh, new gear that they want to show you, I think. So Sweet. I think there's a lot of things in the vintage range. I think there's um, quite a bit of Hughes and Kettner stuff that they want to show us. Um, yeah, loads of different bits. So they invited you up, do some videos, take your thoughts. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, so you're going tonight? We are. Um, separate rooms? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the disappointment in your face. Well, you know, <laughs> just don't see the point, do you? No, I don't. What's what are we going to do? Talk to each other through the wall? <laughs> What's the point? I'll message you <laughs> on hotel Wi-Fi. Great. Uh, uh, and um, yeah, so you get up there tonight. Yeah, help yourself to the carvery. And is then, it you know because it's it's up north? Yeah. The hotels have carveries as standards. Yeah. Breakfast. It's just a carvery. Yeah. yeah. For breakfast. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Um a day's worth of shooting there. And then you coming home tomorrow yeah. night. Mm-hmm. Do we get expenses? You, well, JHS, you a, JHS have paid for the hotel. Yeah, JHS have paid for the hotel. I think they're gonna be getting you um sort your food out as well. What about the uh, Toblerone in the mini bar? To, no, no mini bar. Absolutely no mini bar privileges. Absolutely none. <laughs> unless it's on, unless it's on their. Dime. Well, yeah, the rooms are in their in their name. Yeah. Tom and I don't drink either, so we would be no. all the chocolate and nuts and and TV channels. <laughs> it always feels. <laughs> you know, so, the internet's so, a thing, right? It's always naughtier when you got to pay for it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, what do you Let's mean provide a credit card? You, um, give me a fuel receipt. 
you'll get um, you get subsidised. Uh, you'll get for that. Um, and just don't take the mick. I guess we'll be fine. It's awkward. Um, we can have a couple of guests in this kind of series. I think coming into cool sounds good podcast with us. Who are we thinking? Adam from Tadaru. Uh, we Tommy went up for a curry with him on Friday on Saturday rather after the um, after the thing. And do you know what? Just effortless company. Really, really nice guy. He's lovely, but what he does know about strings isn't worth knowing. There's a release that we're not allowed to talk about yep. quite yet that we will be able to talk about when he's in. So maybe we can centre a few things around that. But I think it might just be nice to talk to somebody with his kind of experience with the guards. So just, you know, strings, accessories, all that kind of thing. And he's yeah. been to a lot of guitar shops. He has. Yeah. That'd be interesting. The amount of biscuits we've received in this hiatus has been phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We've got a, well, it was a box that was four rows deep four stacks deep of biscuits yeah it was this wasn't a small box steve williams who was um my best mate when i was younger we were in bands together um and you don't need to know the names of the bands because they're awful go on no no, 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 no. so he um he bought a <laughs> uh bought a couple of lovely um bits from us at gretch and um hc5 and stuff purple rose and quove artist and he, um, <laughs> uh, we sent it up to him. He's a um, he's a film producer. Now. He does documentaries and stuff. Mm. Very interesting things as well. He sent down as a thank you. You know, again, thank you. No need to say thank you to us because it's what we do. But well, it was a big, big box. One expect. I thought it was a delivery. I thought it was something from like strings and things. Or something. Yeah, it was that big. Yeah, it was. And opened it up. Well, uh, have you got the list of contents of what was in there? So he sent us a massive box of the Yorkshire tea biscuits. Have you tried those yet? No, no, yet. Uh, we had uh, coconut creams. <laughs> Co- marshmallow Kimberleys. <laughs> uh, what else was in there? There you was a pretty sweet name, and yeah. then just a woman's name, actually. There was so many. There was It was insane. I, we, I can't even scratch the surface of, of what he brought. But it was a huge box. It was a massive Chocolate box. Jackies. <laughs> <laughs> Coconut Patricias. <laughs> Demerara Julies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's stop. Um, yeah. But just loads. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, Steve, thank you, man. Also, uh, Black Star Steve. What did he bring? Always brings good stuff. Oh, yeah, he brought, like, loads, didn't he? He brought, um, I think he went to Sainsbury's first. Mm. Didn't he buy donuts as well? Don- so, it was and, donuts. And then, and as did Bob Hedrick. And Bob Hedrick brought donuts. Yeah, they were consecutive visits, weren't they? Yes, they were. Donuts. Within days, two, yeah. the two days, yeah. Um, we had biscuits. Um, Christina. Yeah. I, I didn't see what Christina brought in. Was. Christina brought angel slices in oh. and... I think there was like chocolate digestive thins, I think, and other things, but just unbelievable. So Steve, Steve, Bob, Christina, and everyone else who's uh, brought anything in, donated to us. Please stop. <laughs> we're, we're all doing very well. We're diabetic. Actual we're, fact, if we do turn diabetic, I got a very good contact in the eye centre now. Yeah, because Kate has got a new job. Really? Yeah. We'll all be fine. Won't Do you know? It's, I was going to say, I'm not scared of getting uh, diabetes anymore because my wife works in the um, in the eye test centre. We got a lady on the inside. We're all doing really well though, yeah. health wise, except for Tom, who seems to be dying from the inside out. <laughs> Hernia, and do you reckon it's a bite you've had? 
shouldn't look in bushes, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. No. <laughs> it's a pain. Tune in next week to, yeah. to find out. <laughs> to find out where in the funeral is. <laughs> to find yeah. Find out whether Tom made it at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have to leave him in Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> We've still got quite a lot of the PRSs that were sent down for the weekend with us. Yes. And we don't know when we're going to get another opportunity to have our hands on a 12-grand instrument. Mm. So I thought maybe it'd be nice for you to pick up and tell me why that is £12,000. Okay. Yeah, I'm not coming from it with the mindset that, you know... 475 can get you an SE, which does the same thing. Blah, blah. You know, it'd be nice to know what justifies the, you know, the, the value of, um, of one of these. Yeah. So what, um, have you, what have you brought him? It's a difficult, it's always that, that is always a difficult conversation and it? it is, you know, at what point are you paying for like craftsmanship and, mm. and art? About Ford Focus the- and, uh, you know, an Italian sports car kind of thing, you know. They both can get you from A to B, and they're both going to, um, they're both going to do a job, aren't they? Yeah. But so this, but one is going to deliver a different experience to the other. Yeah. And so you picked up. So what is it? First of all, it's a PRS. So this is a PRS private stock Brazilian, and it's the DGT, which is the D- Dave Grissom. So um. Brazilian is that referring to all of the wood or just the uh, on this model the headstock veneer and the fretboard is Brazilian rosewood right okay which was a basically you're going to be able to get Brazilian rosewood on a guitar for, uh, probably for probably 25 years or so is it you know on, on like a standard stock yeah. guitar yeah yeah so there's companies like obviously PRS and you know Gibson still have got I've still got stock of Brazilian rosewood and they'll do runs but I think like a Brazilian rosewood, Les Paul, you know, custom shop is again and it's, same same sort of money as this. And it's a um, it's a protected species, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, body is um, we've got a flame a flamed mahogany neck, mm. which I'll try and turn around for you very carefully. Beautiful. And you got little touches like the uh, the back plate, which hides the tremolo springs and the. Um, the electronics cavity. Yeah, they are the same piece of wood. Same piece of wood, and it's matched. Well, it looks like it's matched anyway to you know yeah. with the grain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, still bound the same. Still a um, flame maple bound. Um, it looks like a work of art. Quilt top, maple quilt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. Um, they are mother of pearl birds. Obviously, you've got the mother of pearl sort of eagle. At the top. So, f- so from the outset, what is going to make that? Um, is the is the Brazilian aspect yeah, of that, oh God, um, yeah. something that is going to highly kind of bump the price yeah. up? Yeah, I think, you know, normal private stocks, probably anywhere between, I said probably the lowest is seven, maybe six, seven. Mm. You know, and obviously there's, there's, I don't think there is a ceiling to these things. But yeah, I, yeah, the Brazilian, the Brazilian Rosewood, you know, there's a couple that we had next door, which were the private stock Brazilians. Um, a few have gone off to Holland. Just, just looking at the um, the sun's catching the bird inlays at points, and the outline of the bird inlays uh, seems to have some kind of glittery kind of. Um, yeah, they've got like an outline, haven't they? Um, What's the uh, finish called? Ed? Aqua violet burst, right? I believe. Um, and something like this. How many people will be involved in the making of this? Is it? A team, or is it? It is a team. It's it like is, one of those master build things. No, it is a team build. I think, right. but I think it's only a handful. It's not. It's not many. You know, it's not. And in the way that Fender Custom Shop have their um, kind of superstar builders, yeah, they're the same. Yeah, P- PRS have got their kind of um, yeah. names. Yeah. Yes. Lovely. Quickly pickups. Yeah, yeah. Pickups. DGT. DG- right. So, so the Dave got his own pickups. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Um, so, sound wise. There's no reason why that really should sound any different to... Um, yeah, well, I was chatting to Jez about it on the weekend, 
and there are private stock pickups as well. So you'll still have so things like the McCarty five nine four. You'll still have the fifty eight fifteens, but whether they're wound in a different place, you know, whether they're wound with the private stock people, and right. maybe that's you know maybe that's sort of slightly different, mm. but. Um, you know, we're talk- we're talking. You know, the DGT next door is is three and a half thousand. Mm. You know, this is. I tell you what was times. absolutely. You know, it's quite a difficult thing to get my head around. Was up until last week, if anybody was looking at the four and a half grand guitar too mm. closely for too long, I'd get jittery and I'd want to kind of oversee and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it it was. You know, by far our most expensive kind of um, collection of guitars on, on the wall there. So all of a sudden to get guitars coming through that, you know, they're norm that, you know, just standard PRSs be in between like three and five grand. It just have so many of them there. That's one thing. But then to have them next to, I think we must have had at least a dozen guitars that were priced north of seven grand. So to have... It, there was a Tremonti, a special Tremonti, wasn't there? What was that? Yeah, so it was a private stock Tremonti, and it was flame maple top. The neck was a matched flame maple, but the the fretboard was a stained flame maple as well. Yeah, and it was a swamp ash body, but the swamp ash was white. They'd done that white, and then the front was black. So, yeah, that was twelve and a half grand, wasn't it? So, mm. to see, you know, it just. You know, two, three thousand pound guitars, two, three, four thousand pound guitars next to seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve thousand pound guitar. All of a sudden, they seem like the cheaper models. And it, uh, you know, SEs all of a sudden just seemed almost like you're giving them away, mm. doesn't it? You know, it's it's absolutely mad. It's um, your perspective just completely changes on with regards to the value of these things. It's insane. It's insane now looking at our stock. Yeah. And um, yeah, looking at our stock, you know, after having these there, probably have to stop it and start. Um, but don't let it trick you. There's still a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Should we have a play? Yeah, let's have a listen. So I've plugged into the Blackstar Studio 10 with the EL34. So it's quite a British kind of thing. Just something clean. Mm. And I'm lined out into our little interface. Um, yeah, we'll just see if it's um, if it's got that 12 grand sparkle. It's me playing it, mine, so... <laughs> so this has got... It's a three-way switch, two humbuckers, and I've also got a split. What you've got is two master volumes and a tone. Okay. that's the bridge I'm going to split the bridge and this is middle both on hamburgers Split. 
absolute tune, I think. For 12 grand, it's a tune itself, and. So, yeah. My thoughts. It, it yeah, sounds it is beautiful. Out of, it, is out of tune. It's, it sounds beautiful, but I think where you're going to appreciate the value is being having it as something to look at. As, I mean, as much pleasure looking at it. As, exactly. As, of course know, it is. To, at that price, it's got to be. To, to, you know, playing it, does it feel like a massive step up from, you know, your three, four grand um, ten top or... No. I don't think so. So private stock does bring up an interesting conversation. We had this conversation the other day. The For us, you know, A-strings clientele generally... 95% of them are gigging or they've been gigging or they're mm. active musicians and I think that at this level at private stock level it is very much the people that want to put them you know it's, these are cabinet pieces these are glass yeah. you know glass cabinet kind of show pieces mm. rather than playing I mean if you've got the you know if that if you want to take a you know 12k instrument out and gig it then yeah you know Props to you, like. The thing that I think has dawned on me since getting, you know, this past week of, of getting these in is that mm. as a shop, we, our customer base are performers, they're players. Yeah. Um, I don't think that we're established enough and I don't think that we have the kind of um, uh, customer in the, that is exposed to us anyway that, um, is coming in looking for museum pieces. Yeah. And I think that... 100%. Um, you know, that's not to say that, you know, I think that we got um, plenty of customers out there that would justify, <laughs> inverted commas, the lower price bracket, you know, yeah. <laughs> up to like four, maybe five grand. I think for something like that there, where it is, um, you're buying it as a collector's piece. It is, you know, not saying you're not going to play, but it is something stunning kind of visually stunning to kind of look at and yeah. to probably collect if you're going to get one of those it's not going to be your only one mm-hmm. and I don't think that that's the kind of customer that we attract the people who come to us I think are the ones who want something for a project for a gig for, for gigging for um, uh, to add to a collection you know we've got plenty of people who, but they're players yeah and um, yeah I, 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 it's been a fascinating exercise and having all these in and getting your head around the what they are that you know who they're suited for the justification and all that kind of thing yeah yeah and i think it's it's nice for us to be able to say to kind of look at our sort of customer landscape and be able to sort of have a better idea of Mm. sort of who's out there and what's out there absolutely you've got to kind of go to these extremes with all these different yeah. things to uh, to kind of um, understand where we fit into the yeah and it's knowing, knowing which which way is best to go forward yeah I uh, I was offered at um, one of the custom shops the other day uh, we had a call from our custom shop yeah uh, dealer Fender and said we got one of these going do you want is the zero coat you want that's right and it was a toss-up between getting that or I think it was half a dozen Vinteers and I said, at this moment, what's more relevant to us is the Vinteers. Of course but it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm hoping that in the next couple of weeks actually we can um, look at getting a bit of a custom shop uh, uh, piece through. Mm. And interestingly, the custom shop stuff is 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 like PRS core price, isn't it? It is. So. All, all of a sudden, it's not a daunting thing to have. No. A, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, be, it's been well worth it, you know, for... For that, definitely yeah. for me. What what would what would your what was your key piece? Which one did you like? Um, that was that was here. Mm. I think my favorite piece was the quilt top semi hollow. You know the kind of grayish one that was neck. Yes. That was a twelve grand one, right? You know, but again, it's just like, yeah, that's just. Don't mm. you well, just wouldn't if you had twelve you. grand, you know, and if somebody said you got twelve grand to spend the day, would that be the purchase? No, I'd probably buy a couple of the three, yeah. four ones. Yeah. How about you? What was your favorite bit? Uh, uh, same guitar. Same guitar. Yeah. Mine was, for what reason? Just visually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just looks amazing. 
the um, there's a blue one in the case. Oh, that was very nice. That was very. That was very the nice. nicest one that so I saw, the, and that was so that, that was, was a cheap, pro- though. Was it about nine and a half grand was it? That one. It was up in te- yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe ten, ten. That was about yeah. ten. Yeah, uh, that was private stock Brazilian Macati five nine four. It's you know those prices. You know, for something I can relate to, Andy Guyton, you know, sells. Yeah. You know, his guitars for like between eight and he's done like double necks for fifteen. You know, and actually, when you look at Okay, you might take five years to make it. But when you look at, um, you know, this is one guy doing everything by hand. Yeah. All of a sudden, you think, that's actually, you know, he's not going off a set template or anything like that for these things. This is no. all work from scratch. And all of a sudden, it doesn't seem unreasonable. And I bet if you, if he broke down material costs and, mm. and like an hourly... Absolutely, it'd be a humble kind of yeah. um, return, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's... I, I, it's been an education for me. Definitely. It, it's been, you know, for coming up to six years being here, and, you know, for that weekend, uh, on the Wednesday, I was sitting down um, working out um, the prices for these things, I felt my head kind of go, kind of spinning round, kind of thing. My stomach went upside down. I went outside and I f- thought I was going to faint. I, I don't. <laughs> I might have been ill. I don't know. <laughs> but um, there was. It was just like a overwhelming sense of, you know, this is just uh, beyond uh, yeah. a level of trading that I've been used to. You know. Yeah. Tom's top five. Tom's top five. Tom's top five. Tom's top five. Top five. Mm. Mm. What have you got for us this week, Tom? This week's Tom's top five is greatest film performances by musicians. Ooh. Okay. But um, these are only the films I've seen with these. <laughs> I know there is some um, famous performances that I've perhaps not seen. Mm-hmm. But uh, Barbra and Meet the Fockers, if that's not on there. <laughs> it's not on there. Oh. Number five, Mark Wahlberg, The Departed. Yes. Do you know what? Uh, that was the first film that um, Kate and me went to see. Oh, really? Yeah. So it would have been run but yeah, late 2006. Brilliant film. 2006, yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, he was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. Supporting role. Yeah. It was, an, I'd like to see it again. It was one of my favourite films, actually, that one. Because Martin Sheen's in it and he plays a brilliant part. But it's, um, Boston? Based. Boston, yeah. yeah. But uh, Mark Wahlberg is so much better known as an actor now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, unfortunately, you know, he hasn't been quite as discerning with the roles that he's taken on. You know, he's been Transformers films and get um, the ones with, um, is it Get Smart? No. Uh, the ones with Will Ferrell. Oh, that was the stepdad or whatever it was called. Stepdad, yeah. Which, you know, isn't unfunny. It's just that, you know, it's mm. not quite as meteor role as... No. Yeah. Okay. Number four, Gwen Stefani, The Aviator. I've never seen that. I th- I, have, I think I've seen it. She yeah, played, it's uh, the film about um, Howard Hughes. Ah. No, I haven't seen she that. Plays, I'm thinking of the, uh, the Steve Coogan one, um, Look of Love. She plays uh, Jean Harlow. Right, okay. Um, and she plays uh, Jean Harlow. Jean Harlow would have been 19 at the time the movie was set. Uh, Gwen Stefani was uh, 34. When she, well, when she filmed it, no doubt, <laughs> no doubt. She doesn't age, though, does she? No, she doesn't. That's that's the mad thing. I remember, um, don't speak in, mm. you know, just the girl being released. Well, I think it was about seventeen, eighteen when that those come out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she still looks good twenty years on, doesn't she? Can't see that, but a lot of uh, anyway. <laughs> Number three, Bjork, dancer in the dark. No, I haven't seen that. That's from two thousand. Like it's got to be quite an arty film. That it is a bit of an arty film. Yeah. Uh, last one, Trier film, um, and I think they fell out. She hates him now. Did she? <laughs> Was it a good film? It's brilliant. Yeah, she right. plays um, a factory worker who's losing her sight, and she kind of keeps it secret. She's trying to earn enough money for her son's operation. Well, very uh, depressing. What's, what's his son's operation? It's the same thing. So he's going to. Yeah. 
genetically lose his sight. Mm. Number two. Eminem. Does she, does, sorry, does she sing in it? She does. Say it's like a musical. Oh, really? Well, oh, wow. Composed by her. It's really good. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Number two, Eminem, 8 Mile. I haven't seen that. But, um, yeah, I think I'd probably enjoy it. It is good. What I remember, yeah. So, yeah, he plays a um, a rapper. So yeah. Not much of a stretch. No. 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 Number one, David Bowie in. Oh, no. Labyrinth. No. <laughs> the Man Who Fell to Earth. Okay. You seen I, that? I haven't seen it, no. That's brilliant. Yeah. And he Are played, you biased because of your... Um... I actually do think it's one of the best performances. Of of him or yeah, just of, of anything? Of, well, definitely of him, but yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. But he, he plays an alien, so not much of a stretch. No. As well. um, I'm thinking some things you missed out. Tom Jones in, is it Mars Attacks? <laughs> Mars Attacks. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm thinking, um, oh, what was that other one? Elton John in Kingsman. Cher <laughs> <laughs> um, won an Oscar for Moonstruck, but I've not, I've not seen that. Barbara Streisand, Meet the Fockers. I'll read, I'll... Is Moonstruck the Nicolas Cage one? The one that she's with Nicolas Cage? I don't know. Was that something else? Um, Jack has been in quite a few, hasn't he? Yeah, we performance. Performance, yeah. Mm. Um, um, Justin Timberlake was in Social Network. Yeah, yeah. He's been in a few things, hasn't he? He's um, yeah. He wasn't and, too bad either. He played the guy from Napster, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And of course, uh, Will Smith. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Daddy loves you. Um, Madonna. Men in Black. Whitney, yeah. yeah, yes. Oh, Whitney, yeah, yeah. I quite like um, Madonna. Tom Waits when he's in some stuff, he's he's good in. Uh, yeah, he's in um, the Ballad of Buster Busker. Don't me, Argentina. The truth is, I never left you. Might open the podcast with that. We've had a lot of comments, obviously, over the last four weeks or so of us being off, but a lot more because we've had things like Ventiras and mm-hmm. PRS videos mm-hmm. go up and all the rest of it. A lot of positive comments. Seems to be, doesn't it? Seems yeah. To be, um, you, I, I've reported a few because there's... <laughs> Um, I think we've read one out by this nasty piece of work that um, has commented on it before. Same guy, yeah. It was the same guy as... It wasn't Lizard Hand, so I was, it, was it? No, 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 no. No, no, we like him. Yeah, we like him. <laughs> reptile filth. A reptile filth, that's it. Um, no, there was just a, quite a just spiteful for no yeah. reason one, which I'm all for. A little bit of spite now and again, but yeah, I did feel sorry for you. I don't so, read him. Um, so what have we got, Tom? Uh, this is a comment by Bagel Brains. Great. <laughs> on uh, the Ventura 60s modified Telecaster. And he says, it sounds really good. I'm not a fan of tattoos, but yours are pretty cool. Oh, now do you know what? That means a lot, I think. So mm. Because, like I say, they do offend some people, like it or not. Mm. Yeah. You know, they've attracted a lot of um, talk in there. But for somebody to say, I'm not into it, but fair play, you know, mm-hmm. you got to, you know, the open-mindedness. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's commented, and the fact that he's, he's only decided to comment if he's got something positive to say. So, yeah. I like that. Yeah. And I nice. like his username as well. I, I, I've sent I sent you a few through, didn't I? Yeah, I'm saving them up. Oh, are you? Okay. Got another one from um, the Paul's guitar. Okay. From Vermont blues player. It says, your tattoos upstage the guitar! Exclamation mark. Nice playing, great demo. Hey. What's with all the positivity and all the love? Dunno. <laughs> <laughs> and another one on Paul's guitar. And this will be the last one. From Ray Helton. 
24 seconds in. Looked like he just puked the note out. Yeah. <laughs> in reference to some of the jibs that you, uh, that you like to... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm in it. I'm in the zone. So, uh, I think we'll save some... If, if nothing better comes up in the next week, we'll save some of the others for next week, maybe. Yeah. Or, if you'd like to contribute your own, give us a call on... <laughs> You could just watch the videos and leave a comment in the video section. No. Yeah. You got any be... opinions on Adam's tattoos? Just leave a comment. Or give us a call on I think that wraps up a um, jam-packed first episode in. Yes. Very, Se- a very warm. Season 1.3.1. Yeah. The year's getting on, isn't it? Yeah, what are we now? End of July. So, things to look forward to. We're going to have some guests. Um, I'm going to be away for a couple of weeks, so mm. maybe we'll do a, a Skype podcast from New Orleans. Live from New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure having your attention again for episode 21. It's good to be back. We'll see you next week for episode 22. Spite on I've been Andrew. I've been Adam. I've been Tom. Ich bin A-Strings. <laughs> Guten Abend. Follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, forget the others, and we'll see you next week. Or All find the us on... <laughs> Ten, one, four, four, three. Ten, four,